Trials and tribulations, life can get rough. And through the storm, we'll make it. Just put your trust in Him. No matter what you're going through, I know that I'll never leave you. You feel that you can't take no more. You may think you've seen it all. Welcome to the Get Happy with Jay podcast. I'm your host and producer and editor, Jatan Woods. Thank you so much for landing here. I would love to know how you came about the podcast. Was it word of mouth? Was it from a Facebook post? However you came across us, please shoot me a message on the Get Happy with Jay Facebook page and I would love to know because we're on several different outlets. Of course, you can always catch up on episodes on our podcast webpage, which is gethappywithjay.com. You can uh, get all of our content there, including the podcast episodes, but we're also on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Google Play Podcast. So it's kind of interesting, maybe consider it an informal poll on how you guys came across the podcast. But no matter, I hope that you hear something that you enjoy and it's going to make you stick around with us. We are almost a year in, you guys. It is so exciting. I cannot believe it's been a year because it's such a labor of love. It does not feel like that much of an effort, even though a lot of time and effort does go into it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone who entered our contest. Many people entered. And if you want to know who the winner is, then all you have to do is check the website, gethappywithjay.com. I have a special post there. And I have also by now posted it on uh, the Facebook page as well. Now on to today's show. It's part two of my conversation with Cleo Daly, author artist, just immense talent. Um, He was sharing so much with us and the show ran so long last week that I said, no, I want to break this up because I try not to have each episode over 30 minutes. I try. So I wanted to definitely be able to share the remainder of um, our conversation. You will definitely be blessed by it. So without further ado, let's get right back into where we stopped from last week. Here is Cleo Daly. We don't allow ourselves time uh, while we're in the tomb, if you will, to understand. I just didn't know. I didn't know that um, I didn't know that my life and the crazy turn, because what happened with me was I had brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and my father who sings his face off. Like all of these people sung. I sung one Sunday. Um, And the next week, I was literally traveling all over the nation. Mm -hmm. And so when you have that quick of a turnaround, Mm -hmm. it does something to you. And and I kind of have to be able to catch up to it, don't you? Yep. Stop and breathe and, and, you know. In my unlearning, I had to learn about a good circle of friends. I had to learn Mm -hmm. about accountability. Um, And that comes with people like uh, my dear friend, Cedric the Martin. I call him that all the time. He is Robin, but he keeps (laughs) me accountable. He, He says, "Okay, you're really on right now. 
turn it off because I I still have moments even to this day that I don't uh, you know I'm still learning how to turn it off because you're when when you when you live a life years and years and decades and decades of on you don't yeah. know how to turn it off and so I'm learning me every day and I like him <laughs> have you ever like hit the brick wall of all of a sudden you can't turn it on have you ever been in that place? I did. So I had, um, you know, I, I believe that there is a place under rock bottom and all my mail went there for a matter <laughs> of years. <laughs> and so uh, once you get there and you are like in the pig pen, almost like the prodigal son, mm-hmm. um, you you say, I don't want to move. I there was a period in my life, believe it or not, that I didn't speak for an entire year. I just turned off. I didn't speak. I didn't sing. I, I can't imagine that. Me neither, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't speak for the manner of a year just because there was so much hurt and unforgiveness and anger mm-hmm. inside of me that I could not develop a name for it. Mm-hmm. It just was. One of my favorite movies, Memoirs of a Geisha, says um, uh, it, it talks about the feeling of sorrow. There are no words for it because you have to feel it. Yeah. And so for me, I there was a place that I just had to turn off. And no matter what I could do, I could not sing. I had no rhythm. I no rhythm in life but no rhythm musically either I just couldn't for a year I just shut down Mm -hmm. and I said God what's going on with me and then the Lord spoke to me and he said Cleo are you ready to forgive Mm -hmm. and it would appear in that moment I could have a beautiful finish right wrong I said absolutely not because I knew specific, you can't lie to God. And so, yeah, he knows. I mean, you can try, but he knows the truth. And so he's like, are you ready to forgive all those people, all those people who molested you, all those people who abused you, all those people who took advantage of you, all those songs you wrote for people and you never got your uh, royalties for, all of those albums and those giftings that you birthed that are now forgetting you. Are you ready to forgive them? And my answer was very honest and it was the beginning of my surgery because I said no Mm -hmm. I'm not I don't know how to forgive Mm -hmm. and I'm so angry and then I began to cough up blood and Mm -hmm. uh you know doctors can uh uh, relate it to ulcers but it was not because they could not find them when I went in uh at that time after being silent for a year I was just quiet, quiet, quiet. And then I just began to regurgitate blood. And God said, if you give it to me, I will give you a new life. And I said, I don't know how. I have not trusted anyone since I was broken. Mm -hmm. I was broken at four, right? Mm -hmm. And so at at five years old, uh, I gave up trusting people. I gave up being able to rely on people. So now you're asking me to trust you and I can't see you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the big part of it. You can't trusting someone that you can't see. Yeah. And it's like, I don't trust these people that I can't see. So, and so <laughs> he said, if you allow me to be Abba, because there is a difference between just daddy and father, then Abba father, I'm a near and present help to you. And what I will do, is I will hold your hand and get in the mud with you to pull you out. 
And that's exactly what he rescued me. He rescued me from people. He rescued me from theologies that were incorrect. He rescued me from stinking thinking and this dismal tsunami of pain. And he said, I'm going to show you how to live. Let's talk about that process of forgiveness, because that it's a concept that I definitely want to um, explore. Mm -hmm with the podcast in general i haven't yet but this is a beginning oh yes and forgiveness to me is the biggest gift you can give to yourself absolutely because when you can release those things it's freeing Mm -hmm. everything that you can let go of every hurt that you can let go of every time that you can forgive it's not about the person that you're forgiving because we get caught up in that. Like, I can't like you're really not hurting the person back that hurts you by Mm -hmm. not forgiving them. You're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. You're internalizing all that pain and it's poisoning you. Absolutely. And here's the thing too: forgiveness in its deepest root. When you actually study the root word of forgiveness, it means to cover and push away. And Mm. so In order to forgive, Mm -hmm. those were all verbs that I did. Cover is a verb. Push away is a verb. Mm -hmm. So that tells me almost immediately that forgiveness has an accountability factor. And an action. And I think that so many of us cannot forgive because we don't want to take accountability. I, you know, you know, and I'm very vocal about some of the things that I went through because I know that there's a young man and a young woman who may be going through it now who need to know there's a way out. Mm-hmm. And so I dealt with some some unbelievable, unimaginable hurts even in the church. Uh and, and church hurt. Yeah, I, you cuts know what? deep because that's the last place you expect it. Yeah. And, and you have you we can tend to mistakenly, especially when we're young in our faith, yeah. we put people on pedestals, yep. not realizing that they're human, that and, the and only sinless being was Jesus. Yep. And yeah, but but you don't know that. You see this person that is talking theology and about yep. how you should live and this and that. And then when you and then when the mask of them is pulled off mm-hmm. and you see the humanity, sometimes that's hard to take. I think that what happens a lot of times is we have to get to the place to where we understand that people give you what they have. Yeah. And so uh, it took me a while, you know, when I was a an immature Christian, mm-hmm. when, you know, as I was just on the milk, if you will, mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't understand it. And I would immediately, uh, you know, use the, the quote, church hurt. People, church, church hurt me. But I have to also understand for as much hurt as there is in the church, there's, there's eons of help in the church. Yeah. The church was where I developed and grew my gift. The church was where I developed and grew my walk with the Lord. Now, it didn't just happen at church on Monday or Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. but it was where it started. And so there are a lot of great churches and great people. And I'm able to say that now I am such a proponent for the church mm-hmm. because I believe in the church. But I also believe that in order for us to propel forward, mm-hmm. there is a sense of transparency that we've got to get to. We We've got to realize. We have to because people that aren't in church mm-hmm. can see through it. Yeah. yeah. And that's a big part of why people are turning away from churches mm-hmm. and leaving because they see. I think that, well, well, 
I think, you know, because I always like to just ask God what the issue is. And mm-hmm. and I, I don't know, the, the easiest way I can break it down is Romans 8 and 19. The Bible declares that the creature, humanity, mm-hmm. is waiting with earnest expectation for mm-hmm. the sons of God to be revealed. Mm-hmm. They don't see that. And so when you don't see what you're waiting to see, you look somewhere else for it. If Mm -hmm. I come to a church or a building and, you know, of course, as I said, I love the church. But the truth of the matter is we have gotten so systematically perfunctory in our Mm -hmm. process in the church to where we know what's going to happen in church uh, praise and worship. We know what's going to happen with the sermon. We know. But what we don't know is that people are waiting to see a manifestation. What does God look like? And he mm-hmm. looks like, what is he trying to reveal through you? If the church, and it is, is supposed to have miracles, signs, and wonders, why am I only coming to the church getting condemnation, judgment, and foolery? I think mm-hmm. that we as a church, you can never clean the house until you recognize that it's dirty. Yeah. And so, the, <laughs> you so know what I'm true. saying? Yeah. And, and and so we as the church, if we're really going to be the church, I mean, I don't mean like three piece suits and uh, good stockings, you know, sheer to the waist. I mean, like <laughs> the real church, the kingdom ambassadors of God in this earth. If we are really going to be a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. we've got to say, you know what? We stink. And yeah. our slip is showing. And I think uh, part of, I realized how much of a threat I was when I no longer wanted to just look like it. I no longer mm-hmm. wanted to have the systematic function of just being a church goer. Yeah. I love the fact that I can go in any single venue. I was just at the gas station a, a while ago and there was a brother who stopped and asked me because I, you know, I'm fly. Sorry about it. But so (laughs) he did not see three piece suits. So he said, hey, I got that loud. And he was, of course, asking me if I wanted drugs. And Mm -hmm. that was. But here's what the systematic church answer would have been. Don't do that. You don't need to try to tell me drugs. I serve the risen living. Sometimes you have to catch a fish before you clean it. Yeah. And so what I did was I said, you know what? I got something that's louder. You should hit me up. (laughs) <laughs> so we can compare our loud. Now, I'm not going to smoke it with you. I'm not going to touch it. But what I will do is I want to introduce you to something greater. And mm-hmm. people are looking. I get so revved up about it because I know what it's like to be dead. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be emotionally dead or spiritually dead and to wonder, is God going to really call my name? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus going to really roll the stone away and call my name? And I believe that our biggest problem in our communities, our biggest problem in our young black men is we're waiting. Is yeah. Jesus going to call my name? And we have to provide that hope, which makes unashamed to say, you know what, brother, you're better than this. Mm-hmm. You're more than this. And I know that quick money sounds good, but there is a, a well that never runs dry. Mm-hmm. And more than money is the favor of God. I know because I'm living it. I, I was not a millionaire, but he got a book. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that the church in its purest essence is going to have to take a white cloth mm-hmm. face towel. And humble itself. Yeah. And wash off the dirt. Because that's what we all have to do. Mm Because I know even within myself, it is so easy 
to constantly look outward for yeah. the problem or yeah. to blame others and, and this and that. But personal growth for me has come in the self-reflection, yeah. the yeah. introspection of me and like being able to actually admit the wrong things that mm -hmm. I've done. And when I've been able to do that, then it's like slowly peeled back these layers. Oh, yeah. And now I can actually have empathy for other people. And that's where healing comes because, I mean, everything, of course, goes back to Lazarus. So mm -hmm. one of the things that we see is key in ministry is compassion. Yes. The shortest verse in the Bible explains it all. Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. He didn't judge Lazarus. He didn't say, oh, my God, I can't believe you died. Why didn't you just wait? Or he didn't say, well, you should have wore a three-piece suit. And got <laughs> yeah. He said, uh, the, the Bible shows us that there was a compassion for Jesus that went just beyond what he saw. He felt. And I think when we begin to feel again the true essence of love and brotherhood for our fellow man, Mm -hmm. And say, you know what? You look a hot mess right now, but I know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I've been there when I didn't have a dime and I had other options that may have been illegal or may have been foolery. But I want to help you. I want to show you a different way. That is God. That is church. That is growing. And I think we are going to have to realize that people sometimes, I think my biggest epiphany ever was realizing that I had to forgive people because they gave me what they had. Mm -hmm. if, you are a, if you are a broken person, you can only break me. Mm -hmm. If you are an angry person, you can only give me anger. And I had to realize you allowed people to hurt you. You allowed people that space to get in. Now, that doesn't mean that you close up or you become a wall, but it, mean, it meant own that thing. Mm -hmm. Accept it and realize in this thing called life, we are all growing. Cleo, mm -hmm. keep your eyes on your own paper mm -hmm. and you take your own test. And in the process, love and smile and give to as many people as you can so that they can say, I've seen the love of Jesus at least once in my life. Wonderful. Let's <laughs> talk about this book. <laughs> so when did you decide to write it at what point because obviously this is like a manifestation of the healing yes. that you've talked about yes yes so when did you think i'm gonna put pen to paper and i'm gonna be transparent about mm -hmm. this thing and just tell it i wish that i had that moment <laughs> <laughs> but my truth is i did not have that moment so um last year i went through just an amalgamation of woes i thought that i was going to change my name to job seriously um my beloved mother transitioned mm -hmm. and then at right after that her mother my grandmother transitioned like a two weeks later, a week later. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, a dear friend of mine transitioned and then I lost a job. I dealt with some church issues and it was just like, why are people picking on me? Yeah, it felt God. like a pile on, I'm sure. And then it was like, God, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I, um, I heard the Lord say, let's go walking, right? And so I would get up early in the morning and I, I'd just go walking and, 
you know, it was really cathartic for me because I was able to scream at some people in my head that I would never do in public because, again, I had to be on in public Mm -hmm. because I don't care what you think about, you know, once you have established a certain personality or persona, people won't allow you to be human. Yeah, so, that's so, true. So I, I didn't have the same grievance process that other people had because while I would have felt like, listen, just let these dreads look any type of way, I knew that I was going to see somebody at the store and mm-hmm. they were going to gossip and say, oh, my gosh, I think Cleo's on drugs. <laughs> you know, what I'm So yeah. I didn't have that same process, but God allowed me to have that cathartic moment. And then he rebuked me and he said, Cleo, why aren't you recording this? And I said, record what? He said, if you bring your phone tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm going to use it as a dictaphone and we're going to uh, we're going to give some absolute jewels and we're going to uh, we're going to have them. And so th- after about a week, I said, what are you doing? Because I would then come and, you know, translate them. And I said, you're writing a book, aren't you, God? And so it literally was I was a surrogate parent for God to deliver this message Um, because I didn't want a book. I didn't want to write a book, but I knew that God was using me to give these very practical but extremely spiritual jewels and nuggets Mm -hmm. to people who, like me, have been, you know, dark or confused or lonely or oppressed or angry or frustrated or, uh, you know, aware that they were more than where they are. And so uh, I said, well, God, I will agree with you. And right after I agreed with him, he completely changed everything. And so that birthed uh, the miseducation of a miracle. I mean, of Mm -hmm. course, I said, well, God, what is the name? And just as, as, as easy as that, I thought about two of my favorite people. They are completely night and day. Carter G. Woodson and Lauren Hill. They both, <laughs> <laughs> but they both talked about miseducation. And yes. the more I looked at the book and the way, you know, like the toes were forming and the nose was forming, I saw that I was unlearning and then relearning. Mm-hmm. And so uh, it was the miseducation of a miracle. I believe that every single person on this earth is a miracle. Oh, I do, too. Including me. So I don't have to hate on anybody. Mm -hmm. And everyone has their own unique gifts or talents. Yes. And it's like the minute we begin to stop looking at each other as threats Mm -hmm. and really like engage the assistance of God, who is our professor X, we become X-Men and we can Mm -hmm. change this world for it. Ever. And so I learned that just like I was miseducated, how many others were miseducated about who they weren't? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just have to, you know, nowadays they've got, you know, Apple Music and all that stuff. But we used to have cassette tapes. Yeah. And there was stop and record with the little orange button. Uh And then you had (laughs) rewind, fast forward, play and what have you, pause. Sometimes you need to press stop. And then Mm -hmm. you need to press it again and eject the tape, eject the tape of what your parents said about you, eject Mm -hmm. the tape of what your past said about you, and then say, now, God, what do I play? Well, you play and rehearse what he said about you. He said that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that he preserves who he loves. Hello. That's why I'm so cute. (laughs) And then he also said uh, something that probably has just destroyed me. He called us salt and light. Mm -hmm. God help us. Because those two things are very different, but one and the same. Salt 
of course, is a preserver. So mm-hmm. salt will, you know, and there's I break it down in the book, but uh, salt will preserve things. You know, even before you do a barbecue, you got to season your meat. Mm-hmm. And so salt makes everything better. It makes yep. everything. And that's what life genuinely is about. It's about your presence in the earth, making the earth better. And if you are doing anything contrary to that, you are not living in your purpose. And then light, of course, we if you have ever lived in the hood, honey, you know, you turn on the lights, the roaches <laughs> scatter. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and so, every other unwanted thing scatters. Oh, girl, don't get me. Well, you lived in my hood. So you yes. <laughs> but light exposes what's not supposed to be there. Yeah. But light also illuminates what is supposed to be there. And Mm -hmm. I get so excited of talking about that because so many times people ask us to put our light under a bushel. Yep. And they say, you know what, Jatan, you should apologize for the beautiful, amazing, melodic tenure of your voice. Why should she apologize for that? Mm -hmm. Maybe we should just listen. Every single time she's on, we should listen because it's just beautiful. And so I think, you know, that's what Jesus was referring to is that do men light a candle and put it under a bushel? No, they don't do that. And so conversely, we should not dim our light trying to help someone else illuminate. It just doesn't work like that. And so many of us do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I spent years pushing everybody but myself. Mm-hmm. And, and as painfully as that sounds, I know that your listeners can really relate to that. Because how many times do we stop everything? Stop everything for our kids. Stop everything for our sisters and brothers, or our parents, or our job. And then at the end of the day, you're empty and there's no one to encourage you. Yeah. Because you have encouraged everybody else. But the great thing about that is just like the prodigal son in the pig pen we can come to ourselves Mm -hmm. and we can say, wait a minute, I matter and I am just as valid in the earth. It doesn't mean that I'm more valid. Mm -hmm. It means I am valid and I am necessary to this earth and I need to become my own cheerleader. And Mm. that is, and still to this day, is one of my hardest uh, things to deal with because, again, you do run that line of people telling you, oh, you shouldn't. Yes, I should. I'm cute. And I didn't think that I was cute until two years ago. So <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm learning how to stop and eject the tape and continue to rehearse everything that God said about me. And this love affair is the greatest thing I've ever experienced in my life ever. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with us, Cleo. You, you have dropped so many nuggets <laughs> and jewels in this episode that I hope you guys will, as he has said, you can stop, go back yes, <laughs> and, and re-listen to this because if you don't, you're going to miss something. Now, tell us about how everyone can get their hands on this book. And I'm so glad that I got my copy. <laughs> yes, she did. And I even purchased one for my giveaway. So my giveaway person oh. has definitely got a blessing. Uh, so, but how can everyone else get a copy of the book? And again, the name, the title of the book is The Miseducation of a Miracle, The Memoirs of a Modern Day Lazarus from Cleo Daily. So yes. where, can, where can people get it? So people can actually get that direct through me. I have, um, I've, actually mailed all over the world already. 
Awesome. Um, and so you can get direct through me. I do send via PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, or on the corner. Hello, I will drive <laughs> to you. So I can also be found uh, on all social media networks, Cleo Modern Day Lazarus or Modern Day Lazarus on Facebook, uh, Twitter, on Instagram, and everything else that you can look for, Snapchat. I'm all over the place. But then also, uh, just recently, I was able to finally upload and put the memoirs on uh, Amazon Kindle. And so oh, if, awesome. Yeah, so if you That's are my one, favorite, one of my know. favorite ways to read now. <laughs> yeah. Because yep. you're always on the go. I will always prefer to have a paper book in mm-hmm, my hand because mm-hmm. that's just, I love the feel, the smell, everything. I'm just yep. a book lover. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. The convenience of just being able yeah. to download it on mm-hmm. your phone, your laptop. Yep. And then be able to go on your lunch and get you some more nuggets. You can go right on Amazon Kindle and look up The Miseducation of a Miracle. And I'll pop right up mm-hmm. and you'll be free to jo- enjoy all of these nuggets. Because when I tell you I just purchased my book yesterday on Kindle again. Because I it, I said, this thing is so good. I forgot it was my own book, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the God in it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And once again, reach out to Cleo. He has said that you can find him like Cleo Modern Day Lazarus on all social um, uh, outlets. And I personally have to give a plug into you for Facebook. I love your midday manna. Oh, if you, you want some like daily nuggets, <laughs> <laughs> Cleo is sending out daily nuggets on his Facebook page. Yes. So wherever else you find him, definitely hook him up on Facebook. Now, are you putting those videos on Instagram stories too or just Facebook? I'm in the process of putting those on Instagram and on uh, YouTube. Okay. So, uh, yes, that is necessary. We're getting them going, but the Cleo Modern Day Lazarus brand is growing and thriving, and she is crying. So I've got to give her a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> well, find him. Do yourself a favor. Get this book. And if you are ever anywhere in the country, because he ministers everywhere, if you have a chance to hear him sing, please do yourself a favor. It's an experience. It's one of those make it a bucket list experience. Like you absolutely have to in your lifetime hear Cleo Daly sing. I'm humble. Make sure you uh, for booking and anything else that you would need. Those needs can be found at uh, modern day Lazarus at gmail.com. So modern day Lazarus Lazarus is L-A-Z-U-R-U-S at gmail.com. Yes, because if you've got a wedding coming up, (laughs) bar mitzvah, whatever, (laughs) whatever you got going on, birthday celebration, you name it, you would be doing yourself a favor and and all your guests to book him for your event. And I'll be there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, it will be a blessing. So once again, thank you for imparting with us. I, I, I feel like you've imparted. Some nuggets in me, and I know that that's going to translate to our audience as well. So, you guys, in the next week, do something to make yourself happy, which I hope includes purchasing or uploading, downloading, whatever, this book, and do it for yourself. It's not selfish, it's self care. Love you guys. (laughs) 